This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Six minutes before seven on the Power Breakfast. Let's stay with a story that has got tongues wagging and has been... Uh, Trend, trending, of course, after last night's interview with J.J. Uh, Tabani uh, speaking to Professor uh, Mamukheti Pageng, who is the vice chancellor or the outgoing vice chancellor. Well, that's part of the problem here. It's not quite even clear what's going on. Um, anyway, just days before she was reportedly leaving the institution, uh, the professor has now, uh, that's Mamukheti, Professor Mamukheti Pageng, has now been placed on special leave. This was after a confidential letter was reportedly leaked to the university's leadership on Monday. In the letter, allegedly confirming that uh, Dr. Pake, or Professor Paking's departure from the university on Friday, it was also previously reported that uh, um, Professor Paking was offered 12 million rand to leave the university, but uh, denied that she had accepted uh, um, such an offer. Speak to a member of uh, staff, uh, the academic staff there at the University of Cape Town, Professor Jeremy C. Kings, who is a political professor of political studies and sociology, joins us on the line. Good morning to you, Professor, and thank you for your time. Good morning. I must say that the story gets uh, murkier and murkier and more confusing all the time. Right now, I mean, as of last night when we asked uh, communic- uh, the communications department at UCT as to what the status of a professor is. Um, we were basically told that uh, no statement has been put out yet and no comment would be given on the matter as yet. As far as staff are concerned, what is happening with the professor? Is she has, been, has she been placed on leave or what is going on? Yes, we have been told that she's on, she's on leave um, and she'll be leaving university uh, uh, imminently. Mm. Um, in fact, the, we, we've been asked to convene uh, today to, to discuss the possible appointment of an interim vice-chancellor. Uh, we have been told that one of the deputy vice-chancellors is now acting vice-chancellor. But you're absolutely right. The broader communication has really been very murky. Everything is very opaque. There's lots of people who are really very uncertain as to what's going on, and we look forward to some clarification. What is, and then how is this playing itself out on, uh, on campus, uh, both amongst uh, staff and uh, amongst the students? Uh, I mean, you would, uh, uh, is it having any impact at all on the work that you are all doing? Well, yes. I mean, I think that the last uh, year has been extraordinarily traumatic to many people at the university because many of the, the basic functions of the university have really uh, fallen over. Um, and I think that there's a, a, an extraordinarily widespread hope uh, that, in fact, now that uh, we're having a new leadership uh, coming in, that we'll be all be able to work together and build back better and to overcome many of the of the disruptions and the challenges that we've experienced over the past year. When you say spe- the special leave, you understand, I just want to get a sense of what your understanding of the special leave, uh, if uh, she is also on her way out. Does that, does that mean then an agreement has indeed been reached for the professor, uh, for the vice chancellor to leave? Um, or is there some kind of process? Because uh, in her interview last night, she was at uh, pains and kept repeating the fact that she has not been put through any process and that no charges have been put uh, to her. Look, I think, I mean, the short answer is uh, we don't really know. 
Uh, mm. You'd have to ask uh, the, the chair of the university council, I think, or the, you know, formally the communications department for a formal answer to that. Mm. Um, uh, but we understand that, that council, the university council, which is the governing body, has over a period of time now been applying its mind to the dysfunctionality of the leadership university and really came to a, and came to a conclusion that actually we needed to take the very drastic step of, of, of changing the vice chancellor. And I think that, you know, the, the impression we all get is that the council has recognized mm. something that we can all see working in the university, which is that the vice chancellor, Professor Bakeng, has some extraordinary talent, but she also has some extraordinary flaws. And the real flaw, which was evident in the interview last night, is that, is that her, the, the tool, her main tool in her toolbox is attack. She doesn't seem to be capable, really, of working with people. She doesn't appear to be capable of teamwork. Mm. Uh, and she turns on people who disagree with her. And this has really been the problem that's really bubbled up over the last year. The t- that to run a university, you really need to run it with your other members of your executive team, together with council, together with Senate, and so together with the SRC. And she just hasn't been capable of that kind of teamwork. How do you explain then, I mean, uh, with that background that you paint, how do you explain the fact that she had just been given a new five-year term? Well, this is, I mean, this is a very big question. This was a year ago. She was given her the five-year term a year ago. And I think many of the problems have really bubbled up over the last 11 months. Mm. Uh, and and where you know, the problems are reflected in, in, in w- rumored resignations of all of the other ma- members of the leadership team, uh, extraordinary discontent in Senate. The Senate, as she said yesterday on the TV interview, Senate did vote to support her a year ago. Mm. But since then, there have been three votes in Senate where Senate has voted overwhelmingly to take action, which is, in a sense, to hold her to account. So I think that over the last year, she's really, she's just lost the support that she had. What is going to be the main, what lessons can be learned from this whole experience? Uh, uh, you know, what is it, uh, how, how, how do you describe what has happened over the last year? I mean, it sounds extraordinary that uh, there's been a total about turn in just a period of uh, about a year. Look, I think many of the problems uh, in the university's leadership are ones which are evident when she was appointed. I mean, when she was appointed five years ago, the chair of council who appointed her, Tipa Pichana, uh, was very clear that, that, there were, that she had strengths and weaknesses and that the weaknesses needed to be addressed. And unfortunately, as we can see, those, those weaknesses have actually not been addressed. And if anything, they've become more consequential. So the lesson, I think, is this, is that when universities are appointing vice-chancellors, they really need to pay close attention to striking a balance between two things. Mm. On the one hand, you do want a vice-chancellor who is committed to transformation, who, is in, who can inspire students, and Professor Bakeng is, is, is very inspirational to many people. Mm. But at the same time, you want somebody who can actually run the ship, uh, keep, you know, keep the ship afloat, if you mm. like, who can work with other people in the executive, who can work with her council, who can work with academics, who can work with students, so that everybody is pulling together. Okay. The last thing you want is for the university to become polarized and everybody to get preoccupied in internal uh, divisions and fights right. uh, and the whole thing falls apart. Professor Jeremy Seeking says with the Political Studies and Sociology Department at UCT, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.